Donald Trump make America great again? That's what we're going to be talking about today. Thank you for tuning in to Debt Free Wealth Radio. Trudy Behrman here. We're going to be talking about all things money. And today the topic is, can Donald Trump make America great again? Now I have a panel on with me, which is a little takeaway from how I normally do my show. But I think this topic needed this. Now, just for the record, um, I'm going to name my panel. And for the record, I want you to also answer one question, which is, are you a registered Republican voter? That is because as far as I'm concerned, I have all Republicans on with me. And that's for any listener. I want you to understand that that is the framework, because if you're not a registered Republican, you may have a completely different takeaway. But that's just where we're at right now. So the first panelists that I have on with me, Sean Hyman, money and financial contributor to many national TV and other news channels. Sean, are you on? Yes. Registered as a Republican voter? Yes. Awesome. Now, this doesn't mean we'll vote Republican, guys. This is not what we're saying here. We're just saying we're registered Republican voters. So, you know, when the poll time comes, that's a private deal. But for right now, this is we're on record as being registered Republican voters. Joe Villanueva, retired legal immigrant from the Philippines who has built a successful business here in the Tampa Bay area. Joe, are you on? Yes, I am. Registered Republican Reagan. <laughs> awesome. Dennis Beerman. <laughs> Dennis Beerman. He is our wild card. He is my husband, my awesome husband, and he is very opinionated. So he is going to be kind of representing the blue collar worker here as well because he has a job. And uh, Dennis, are you on? Yes, I am. And I will say I am a dismayed registered Republican. <laughs> 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 All right. And out. Uh, Trudy here, your host at Free Wealth Radio, and yes, I am also a registered Republican. What Joe and I also have in common is that we're legal imports to this country, which is important because we will touch a little bit on Donald Trump's position on immigration. So backing up a little bit, let me remind you, the topic today is can Donald Trump make America great again? Depending on when you're listening to this show, Donald Trump has his hat in the 2016 presidential election and amazingly although he's a, a huge front runner last time i checked the records he was at 32 percent uh the republican party as a group is not embracing him as their potential leader at this time so as we get into this conversation today there are a couple of things i definitely want us as a panel to look at number one is what does it mean to us when Donald Trump says, make America great again. The other thing I want to look at is the financial markets. And Sean is going to be our main lead on that. Entrepreneurialism and what the future would possibly look like under uh, a Donald Trump as president. Joe's probably going to take the lead on that. And then Dennis will fill in as he sees fit. And uh, again, I will probably chip in a little bit on the immigration thing. So let's start with your take on what you think Donald Trump means when he says make America great again. And we'll start with Sean. Yeah, I think it means restoring confidence uh, because right now there's a lack of confidence. And I don't care whether you're a Democrat, Republican, Independent. Um, there, there is a lack of con uh, confidence across the board uh, in our politicians, in our political system. And they don't see anything getting any better. And so I think uh, Trump... Uh, is his own man. Uh, he he is an independent thinker. Uh, it's been proven that even when he has views uh, that are contrary to what some uh, think that are not quite so PC and they cut him off from funding or business deals, he still doesn't retract his view. So you know that they're solid and that he really believes them. It's also proof that he can't be bought. So I think there's a lot of reasons why uh, people do like Trump. They do think that he can uh, restore confidence in America. He can restore confidence with us in how we deal with other nations, uh, whether it's Iran, China, or others. And I think uh, he can help get the economy on track. So I believe that many of those facets, he's going to help restore confidence across the board uh, for the American uh, public. Joe? Yes, uh, as far as entrepreneurial, uh, I would say that we will find out if Donald Trump will leave 
the business people alone. You know, uh, my take on that is that nobody can help anybody except yourself. Okay, and what I hate is that when the government tried to uh, change um, the laws that will protect others. Okay. Um, you know, uh, sometimes protectionism is counterproductive. You know, I believe in, in free market. I believe that the free market will, is not perfect, but it will cure the problems that we have. Uh, I don't believe that a president should get in and decide what laws should be taken. Uh, in regards to business. But I think uh, Trump is smart enough that uh, in order to grow America as the powerhouse again, as an economic powerhouse, he has to let the business people do their thing. That's my take on that. Dennis? You know, like Sean said, I think one of the biggest things is like the confidence and trust in, in politicians in general, you know, from, uh, you know, Washington down to local officials. Um, Trump came out swinging. You know, he's saying stuff that everybody else is shying away from because they're looking out for their political future. Uh, he's not afraid to say it. <clears throat> you know, in my opinion, Trump has no political future. He has a future in the business that he's doing, so he has nothing to lose. Um, getting America great again... I think Trump's vision is going to be restore jobs to America. You know, he, he said several times over about, you know, jobs being shipped overseas and the deals we work with, uh, you know, especially China, Mexico. Uh, it's hurt. Look at Detroit. You know, Detroit used to be the you know, the world leader and automaker, and now it's a you know, foreclosure capital of the world. Um, education system, uh, you know, we're, we're not leaders. Um, the U.S. Has, has made demises as we've watched other countries, you know, grow in, in various areas. The military needs to be strong. We need to have a strong enough military to where Putin won't go into the Ukraine because he knows that we're going to send troops over there and, and we're going to stop him. Um, negotiation. You, you cannot negotiate a deal and have the other guy sitting at the other table tell you everything that's in the deal. That's not negotiation. That's just an agreement. Um, so, I, so I think it's just a lot of things. Just building back America, the confidence in, in like, Coming here and, and having an opportunity, um, you know, there's still opportunities in America, but not the way it was before. You know, free up the regulations on, on small businesses so that it can be more entrepreneurs. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not an economist. I'm sure there's some things that have to be be done, uh, you know, as far as tax regulations and whatnot. That, that nobody can figure out the tax code. You know, streamline that. You know, so some of his proposals, uh, they just they just hit with, the common person saying, my God, that makes sense. How come nobody's presented that in the past? Well, because they're looking out for their political future. They're looking to see where the lobbyist money's coming in. And Trump doesn't fit the mold. And I think that's one of the great things about him. And on the yep, matter, I agree with that. Go ahead. Excuse me. I agree with that, Dennis. Uh, I also would like to add that... Uh, um, America is going into protectionism, meaning that they will prevent the free market to do its job. And that's, the, 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 that's what I'm concerned about. Uh, but I think, I, I believe Trump is smart enough to figure that out. Okay, and then on my end, uh, as an import, a legal import into this country, I definitely, you know, sitting back in Jamaica, where I'm originally from, looked on over and saw that America really seemed to be the land of opportunity. Today, I don't think America is the land of opportunity. It is a land of opportunity. And I see many uh, people choosing just as easily if they can get into Canada, to, the, to, the, to Europe, to Australia, to other countries where you know the the system is willing to allow them and is allowing them to also explore their freedoms so america is a land of of opportunity but i don't think it still carries the same image and iconism of what it used to be and a lot of people have come here 
and not made it now not in the past but in more recent times there's a lot of imports that are in the poverty zone making up a bigger chunk of those in poverty than those Americans who were original in poverty. The numbers of people in poverty include a high number of immigrants who have come here. So they've come here and not necessarily found the opportunity they thought they were looking for. Certainly, all those people coming across the Mexican border in, in, in big numbers as they are, uh, I can't see how we're going to absorb them all. So um, that's my take on that. Um, <clears throat> So I want to go into the financial markets because China has just been so nice to offer, offer us this great fodder for today's conversation. They just recently had a fall in their markets. It had a massive ripple effect into ours yesterday. So uh, Sean is on and I want to uh, have him kind of say how he thinks of Donald Trump as president would make how he would impact the financial markets and the future of the financial markets or what he, what he thinks the future of the financial markets could look like under a Donald Trump. Well, I mean, Trump is business through and through. He's not a politician first and then a businessman second. And matter of fact, a lot of them are just politicians uh, to begin with, and that is their business. And, you know, if you look back historically um, at the beginning of our country, I mean, our, our, our politicians were businessmen first, and they went and served a period of time for their country, and then they went back to their business, and I believe that's what you'd see uh, Trump do. But they, they knew how business really worked. They knew how what made money go around the globe um, and how the economy worked. And, and a lot of our politicians today do not have that understanding, and, uh, and, and they're just easily bought, uh, so they're, they're more or less puppets, whereas uh, Trump would not be that. He would be his own man. He would stick with his own opinions, whether uh, even if it cost him. I mean, we've seen even in the even in these uh, first that wasn't uh, as politically correct as some companies liked, they pulled their support for him. And what he do? He stuck with his views. He didn't he didn't worship the money. And uh, so that's that's a, a a nice change that people aren't used to. And that was a pleasant surprise. And I think that's a standout in people's uh, minds. And so he won't be able to be bought. He's a billionaire already. And uh, so I think that, uh, you know, it will be very good for uh, confidence. I believe that he'll be a very good leader, a very good negotiator for the United States when it comes to China, Iran, or any others. And uh, I believe he'll be good for, for jobs in the, uh, the, the financial markets because he won't have things overly regulated. Uh, there will be, you know, sufficient regulation to keep away from, you know, fraud and, and some of the craziness, but, 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 uh, but enough uh, deregulation to uh, to make it to where business entrepreneurs can flourish and grow because that's where a lot of your job growth is going to come from. It's not from the big business, but from the small business world, which is where most people work in the first place. And what I particularly like, Sean, is that, I mean, you know, China, what they're doing over there, it, it's amazing to me that it affects us over here, but it affected us mostly in our financial markets. I mean, if something's happening in China, and it may show up in our grocery shelves or our, our retail stores. That's going to come down the line. But something happened in China two days ago and yesterday, 24 hours later, it was impacting our markets. So, you know, this is this is really huge to me that that international global impact. And I, that's why I was very interested because uh, Trump came right out the very next day and said, here's the way to deal with with all this is vote for me. So I think. Trump is already staging himself, positioning himself as an answer to the financial markets. That, that's how I saw that. Would you agree? Yeah, and, and, and also on, on China, you know, China has not figured out their stock markets yet. Uh, China is largely, China's stock market is largely made up of individuals, not institutions, and that's a bad thing. And the reason why it's a bad thing is because, you know, individuals tend to be more novices, more immature. Um, more easily scared out of physicians, things of that sort, whereas institutions are investing for people's retirements and they're thinking 5, 10, and 20 years down the road. And when they make very calculated, well-informed uh, well decisions on companies and they stick with them through uh, ripples and gyrations in the market. So it provides a big element of stability. Uh, China's also far over-leveraging their market and allowing individuals to take on insane amounts of leverage uh, as well. So there's uh, it's a novice market. It's huge speculation, and it's come home to uh, to, to hurt them. 
uh, over the last couple of days. But even before that, I mean, if, if you remember, this is actually wave two of the uh, of the Chinese bubble popping, and uh, so there's probably more of that to come. But all that does have a ripple effect on uh, on us here because it affects the confidence in financial markets all over the world. When you see one major market turn, you see others turn as well. And they don't tend to play nice as a rule. And even their forex and every their foreign exchange currency market is also they don't they don't play under the same rules as the rest of us. So I found that very interesting. Now you did mention that um, a, a Donald Trump for president would definitely you saw it as impacting entrepreneurialism uh, at one level i want to say uh, if joe would also speak to the topic of uh and you kind of said it already joe to some degree that you didn't think he would uh let you know put too much pressure on on business people but uh, you know what do you see as the future of small business and business growth because i mean the goal of any small business at least for me is not to stay small so what do you see as the future of capitalism and entrepreneurialism and profit. And and Sean and De Dennis, feel free to chip in, but I want to hear Joe's position. Capitalism, entrepreneurialism, and profit under a Donald Trump as president. I think it would help a lot uh, because he's, like I said, he's probably the, the first... Uh, uh, person that ran for president that have knowledge about business, how business works. Uh, as far as uh, entrepreneur, we come from all over. It doesn't matter where you come from. If you understand business, if you understand how money works, you understand how to save for the future, you know, it doesn't really matter. Um, business has no no uh, nationality but it seems like to me like the chinese has mastered that in a few centuries already they had a lot of practice on that uh in my old country in the philippines they dominate the economic industry all the retail business and the wholesale businesses you know dominated by by chinese capital so you know they have a lot of practice with that America is just starting to uh, to develop how to compete with the Chinese. You know, the Chinese will beat you up, you know. Uh, one thing I like about Trump is that he's got a killer instinct, you know. He wants to fight fire by fire, you know. He doesn't want to be timid. He knows that Chinese entrepreneur, they will kick your butt. If you compete with them, they will kick your butt, guaranteed. So, uh, you know, I, I think uh, the future of uh, the business in America will improve with Donald Trump because uh, he, will ins he will put the American industry in a competitive mode, meaning that, you know, they can compete. You know, government should stay away from the lives of the people that knows how to run their business. You know, one thing I hate about, like the EPA, any government, local or federal, they come into your shop and they tell you how to manage your business. You know, to me, that's nonsense. You should stay away because we know what works for us. You know, that's my take on it. On the, on the Chinese thing, they are definitely fierce competitors. And for us lay people, you know, we see it in sports and stuff, especially at the time of the Olympics. At the same time, they are beatable. You know, they don't always win, but they're fierce competitors. And uh, and that's all they really, you know, they, they live for the win. But a lot of a lot of countries can, you know, I think America can win. And, I, you know, I'm not scared of, I think Donald Trump's not scared of the Chinese. Well, not. the reason for that, the reason for that, I say that because I'm I have some Chinese blood on me, you know. <laughs> no, they're fierce competitors. No question about <laughs> you know, it. They're I'm definitely Chinese, fierce competitors. Uh, you know, the Chinese people they come from all over. Uh, you know, there's no country in the world that there's no Chinese. Right. You know. <laughs> they're buying you know, up Jamaica too, the by remote, the way, Joe. They're buying up the remote, Jamaica big time. Yeah, I've been all over America, and I haven't seen a county yet that don't have a Chinese restaurant. 
they're also yeah, buying Chinese up a lot business. of the real estate in the market. So they're definitely uh, a force to be reckoned with. But I think I think Donald Trump knows that and he's not scared of them. And I think he will give them exactly the fight that they need. Um, like like uh, Dennis said, uh, we need respect. And in order for us to be respected, we have to know what we're doing. Um, I don't blame the Chinese for devaluating their their yuan, their money, their currency. You know that's part of the game. You know that's uh, you know that's that's how you beat your competitor. So you know I understand that as a as a business person because every day when I was in business, I always try to figure out how to beat up my competitor. And business is all about competition. You know. Like I say, I'm a proponent of government staying away from business because the moment the government gets into the business of people, nothing good will come out of it. Okay. Um, anybody want to put their two bits in on that? Otherwise, we'll move to the next topic. No, I just I mean, to say... Go ahead, Sean. I was going to say that, you know, I mean, it is the rules of the game that, that they are devaluing their currencies, and so everybody hops in and, and does that. But the, the problem is that the casualty there is the uh, the middle class of each of the nations. And so as you devalue your currency, you devalue the middle class's purchasing power, and so there are the, the bystander uh, in that as well. So it, it is how the rules are right now, but it's not really how they should be. But, uh, but I do agree that that's how the game is being played out. Oh, and, and you know Trump has been mentioning China for a long time now. You know we we you know we need somebody to go in there and deal with China. He he's been mentioning their you know manipulation of their currency and how it affects us. Um, you know China and China has one point two one point two six trillion dollars in U.S. debt, and Japan is a close second with one point two two trillion dollars of debt, and. Part of the problem that I see, and Sean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, um, Americans are being misled because we've been keeping this inflation, you know, the interest rates down to zero um, so we can spark our economy, which I personally have not seen. I've seen prices go up. I've seen jobs, unemployment. The unemployment numbers are, are a joke because they're not calculating correctly with people that are partially employed and, and you know, not looking for work. Everybody's saying the economy is doing good. It's starting on the up. I, I don't see it. Um, they're talking this morning on the news now that you know the, the stock market took that that dip yesterday. They, they don't know what to do because if they raise the interest rates, um, it's going to affect the American economy. But if they don't raise the interest rates, they've got nowhere else to go. When when the China bubble hits again, you know, in six months or, or a year. They've got no more manipulation left. They've got nothing left to, to play with. We're we're at the end of the road here, and and I think it's you know almost perfect timing that somebody like Trump, who is a businessman, um, you know, and, and trust me, if it's not him, I, I don't know who it would be um, because he is a businessman and not just a politician who's you know taking money from lobbyists and uh, you know swinging those kind of deals. So. You take the best, one of the best businessmen in the United States, and if he's not good enough to fix our economy, we're all in trouble. And, and I really appreciate that note too, because uh, you know, we, what we if if Trump is not the the Republican leader, we have probably some good guys, but they are not known to be strong businessmen. So it would be more politics and politics as usual, maybe a different slant and a different, you know, based on their interest. But the other thing that concerned me was we have a Republican House and they didn't really do very much. So I think politics and politics as usual is not what's going to fix what put us into the mess. I, I don't see how the, 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 the way that we got into the mess is also going to offer us the way out. So for me, um, you know, and, and there are people who will be listening to the show that may take, be, be, coming from different angles, you know, on the other side of the table, we still have seasoned politicians being offered for, forward as well. And I think the general public, I've even seen Democrats willing to vote for uh, putting in their chips with Trump, not because they're Democrat or Republican, but I think they see the value in Trump as a businessman. So um, great. So let's go on to the next topic is uh, immigration. Uh, he has 
taken a very strong stand on immigration. Um, and I think he's coming again at it from an entrepreneurial position. I don't think Trump is looking at immigration strictly from, well, these poor people need an opportunity. I don't. I think he's looking at America and protecting America as his first and central focus. And I think in, in looking at what it takes to get America great again, he's looking at the level of the taxing on those that are taxed. And we're being taxed heavily when we have to support this heavy population that of themselves are not contributing to the tax base. And I think that's what he's looking at. So when you look at illegal immigration, um, and for, you know, like Joe and I who came across legally and we're seeing people hop the fence and come into the system, take income dollars, but not have to be part of the tax paying economy. Um, that's where I want us to go now. Um, the, the, I don't want this to be a sob feel good who boo who poor poor immigrants they need an opportunity that's not where I want to go right now there are the the socialistic churches and opportunities that may throw out the feel good let's take care of the the poor and the needy uh, where this is not a poor and needy conversation right now that is a conversation for another day this is debt free wealth radio I want to stick to the money so let's stick to the money from the conversation of immigration guys and Sean if you have something to say on that I'd like to start with you well I mean I don't have a lot to say on immigration just but I mean because I, I, I haven't lived in those shoes you know been born and bred here the whole whole time but I will say that um, we do have a lot of problems just having a unsecure southern border uh, in the U.S. in particular and I think uh, you know a lot of our um, you know, drug trafficking, things like that that come across the border is, is a bad deal. But also, future terrorism, I think we need to close up that border uh, for, for, for the sake of that as, as well. Um, there are a lot of, uh, uh, there, there, there's a lot of things that are happening now to where there's a lot of benefits and things that the Obama administration is giving to illegals. Um, and see, the problem is, is governments, governments aren't Santa Claus. They just don't have money to, um, to hand out that money has to come from somebody and where does that money come from it comes from tax receipts so it comes from the people who did have a who do have a job or who do run a business and employ people um, and those tax receipts go in from all those working people uh, in and the government disperses as they wish and so you're starting to see a lot of the productive money uh, be handed over uh, to, to something that is not productive for our uh, our nation so that's my biggest you know, beef there is that that just shouldn't be, and everybody should have to have to come in uh, legally. I mean, you guys came in legally, you know, jumped through the hoops, did it the way you were supposed to, started your own businesses, did well, and America's greater because of it. And so I think legal immigration is just fine. I mean, we're a country of immigrants, but, uh, you know, but illegal immigration is a huge problem. Yeah, I would like, I agree with Sean on that one uh, 100%, but, uh, one thing also I want to add about illegal immigration, the root cause of illegal immigration is not the Mexican. It's the demand. It's people because they want to have an edge in business. You know, like I said, there's only two ways you can do in business. You raise the prices or you lower the cost of labor. And, and with the government regulations on the small business, you know, it put burdens on them to compete. So a lot of them will, will go and hire illegal immigrants to increase their profit. And I don't really put, you know, I put blame on the Mexicans or the other people that comes to this country illegally. You know, the, the main root cause of the problem is the government that's why we have illegals here because i think that's the new third rail of american politics you know used to be social security but we don't hear about social security anymore you know uh uh illegal immigration is what a lot of politicians stay away with because they understand that 40% of uh, the voting population, I believe, are Hispanics. But we don't get it, because a lot of this, 
40% Hispanics, they came here legally, you know. And I, I do believe that if you come here legally, you put the time and the efforts, you will cherish it and you will do good. And you will protect it, not to lose it. Because, you know, even if you're an American citizen, you could lose it. You know, that's, that's, that's one thing I like about legal immigration, that we should, we should not, we should make, we should make, we should uh, uh, weed out all the bad ones, you know. When my parents came here in 1960, they were professionals, you know. During that time, you know, nobody wants to go to the Philippines to recruit labor, you know. They, they, they want the doctors, they want the nurses, you know, because there's a need for it. And, and I think Trump, you know, is smart enough to recognize that illegal immigration, you know, the root cause of the problem is that because of government intervention. That's my take on that. I, I want to agree with you on that too, Joe, because he's also had a big issue. He just said he's not eating Oreos anymore. Uh, he definitely has a strong focus on America and America entrepreneurialism and America employment and moving dollars to outside of the United States is something that even he as a businessman who also may be just as impacted by wanting to lower costs still has such a love and a and a focus on making America great again and see and and all the components that need to be here to make America great again and that is definitely going to be having our people employed earning a good wage and sending those jobs overseas and moving money out of America and even as a businessman who is focused on profit he still seems to have a problem with that I mean that is so refreshing that is just totally amazing totally amazing and um, and the thing about it is that yes if, if we want to cut costs that's one of the reasons why people take their business overseas where they can get cheap labor um, which may or may not be a humane thing to do under some of those stories we get but also um, you know, it is stripping America. And, and, and I think a, a, a Trump as president who understands business, who understands what it takes to make profit, will probably put the things in place to ensure that uh, an American uh, corporation is able to make a profit and employ people. That's, that's just what I think. Um, that's just what I think. So those were the topics I had wanted to cover. I'm, I'm you know, I want to I want to add to that also. Um, why is it that the uh, the Justice Department they don't they don't impose the law? You know, it's illegal to hire illegal immigrants, and there's a big penalty on that. How come I don't hear it? You know that 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 you know used to be that hey you know you don't dare hiring an illegal immigrant because the penalty is bad. You know, it will, it will, it will put you out of business. Where's the Justice Department on this thing? That's a good point. And I think it's because they've all been paid off, turned their, turned the other, turned their eyes away. So. Yeah, I guess, I guess some of them are, um, you know, put in by, by politicians. They're appointed. But although there are some that are not appointed, they're elected officials. But, you know, all we have to do is to impose the laws that we have in our books about immigration. And I think we should weed out the bad apples. You know, I agree with that 100%. Because uh, uh, if we don't, you know, uh, I don't mind having a, uh, a long wait, which I did. I, I have to wait four years come here to America after my parents filed the papers for me. I didn't mind that at all. You know, uh, when I got here in America, I said, man, I felt like I just hit the lottery. You know, you know, the sky is the limit. You know, <laughs> you know I did, you know. Um, but again, you know, our parents, before we came here, they, they taught us about Milton Friedman. You know, uh, most of my politics probably is based on on Milton Friedman, which is libertarianism. You know, um, I'm kind of biased on that area right there. It's 
probably the best economist out there and the easiest to understand. He speaks a lot of plain English, so if anybody's never heard of him, I would encourage you to Google him. All right, so I think that... Rudy, I get to talk about immigration, yes, don't please. I? Yes, Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> How long is the show? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> there, there, there is an unsecured border that, that is indisputable. Um, you know, last year, the flood of immigrants coming in, and we all felt so, you know, heart-sobby because there were children, and then we found out there were MS-13 gang members. But uh, it's been going on for years. It's something that both the Democrats and the Republicans, every time it comes up, we just keep kicking the can down the road. Kick, and guess what? The roads, we're at a dead end now. The can's not going any further down the road. Something's got to be done. Um, there, there are several issues there you're looking at. Okay, what do we do with the existing people that are already here? Uh, what do we do to stop those that are that are trying to come in? Um, like Sean mentioned, it's not just uh, Mexicans. It's it's you know drug traffickers digging tunnels, climbing walls. Uh, we we've got terrorists you know that have been caught coming across the border. Um, so so it's it's open. You know there is no border provider standing border patrol and those agents. They're not even on the border. They're backed up like 50 miles inland. They're doing like detention facilities kind of work. That needs to be changed. Um, you know, Trump's catching flack because, you know, oh, build a wall. Yeah, ha, ha, ha. You're going to make Mexico pay for it. Well, Mexico, and I was looking up this morning, and these are numbers from 2013. Between Mexico, Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador, we give them $428 million in 2013 in foreign aid. And that didn't include any kind of military aid, just, just foreign aid for humanitarian reasons. Last July, um, there was a, a Texas... Republican in the House that tried to uh, pass a law to cut off funding until the illegal illegal immigrants stopped. Well, that never hardly made the news, and yet when Trump says something, all of a sudden it's a big outcry. How can you do that? So nothing's been done in at least the last year since this you know this recent influx of immigrants. You know, at least we wouldn't even be talking about this if Trump didn't say it because the other politicians they don't want to go here, and why? because they don't want to lose the Spanish vote. They, they want the Spanish vote. And as soon as you start talking, you know, immigration, you're going to lose the Spanish vote. And I don't understand that because not everybody Spanish comes from Mexico. So that sort of throws me for a loop there as well. But what I've seen personally in the construction industry, I've seen illegal Mexicans. I mean, you know, construction, of course. I have seen them get wads of cash on a Friday. They send it back home to run their restaurants and take care of their farm in Mexico, and come Monday morning they're begging for gas money because they don't have a dime in their pocket. They didn't pay any taxes on that. Um, you take, they get injured on a job, you take them to the hospital, and we gladly take care of them. You know, some, they get taken care of better than my insurance pays for me. So it, it is a big issue. We, I keep hearing, well, they're doing jobs Americans don't want to do. You're right. I don't want to pick tomatoes. I don't. But guess what? They have migrant worker visas. You know, pay them a fair wage. I'm not saying we got to pay them $20 an hour to pick tomatoes. I mean, if they're willing to come here and work and they want to do it, yes, treat them fairly. I've been to migrant camps in Florida. <clears throat> and what, whatever salary they pay these people, that's what they charge them in rent to stay at the homes on the migrant camps. So they're basically slaves anyway. Well, that's a whole issue that needs to be looked at. But at least they're here under worker visas, you know, doing something. You know, they didn't come in illegally. Um, but it, it is an issue. You know, we do need migrant workers. Uh, I'm not going to pick tomatoes unless you're going to pay me $25, $30 an hour. That gets into the whole minimum wage fiasco that we're talking about now. The only thing, in my opinion, minimum wage, it's going to raise the price of goods. That's just business. And in my opinion, too, if you start raising minimum wage to $15 an hour, you've basically just given the middle class a pay cut because I've got to pay more for everything I have to buy now. Exactly. Um, but it is an issue. It, yeah, it is an issue. It needs to be addressed. Everybody's been ignoring it. Um, but I don't, think there, I don't think you can come out and just this, this one-shot fix all. I think you need to look at it from, okay, what do we do to, to shut the border off to stop the influx? And now let's look at the people that are here. Um, 
however you want to go through it. You know, first of all, the ones that are in prison kick them out of our prisons. I'm tired. We've built more prisons in California than we've built universities. We need to kick them out of here and just let our own people be incarcerated. <laughs> Send them back home. And the $428 million in aid from 2013, yeah, like Trump said, you come across the border, I, I just withhold your aid money. How hard is that? <laughs> so he's got yeah, some good points. I mean, Trump has some good points. I think the press is bashing him because they say he's not coming out with details. Um, I don't hear him bashing anybody else who just flies off and says, I've got a great idea to make America great. Well, what's your plan? Nobody's asking that question, but they ask it of Trump. So, yeah, you know, let's go back again to the people that hire illegal aliens, you know. Um, you know, we knock the government also for, for letting it happen. But look at the responsibility of the people that hires illegal aliens. I mean, they broke the law. Yeah. Now, in my opinion, if you hire an illegal alien in your company, you're taking a chance. But again, they know that, that the, 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 the Justice Department and the Immigration Department is not going to touch them. So, you know, illegal immigration is here, is here to stay. It's not going to go anywhere at all. Even if you put a 20-foot wall or you put anything you want, for as long as the government will allow it, uh, oh, no, exactly. uh, the Justice Department will not impose penalty. I think, you know, I've like, never hired an illegal alien for the fact that I'm scared to put my business into a situation where I could lose it, you know? They, uh, they can't. They can't track who's here, even when they come in with, say, a student visa. They don't know where these people are. <laughs> so, yeah, you're right. We do have laws on the books. It's just it, it, it's not, not going off topic, but if you look at gun control, we've got plenty of laws on the books for gun control. Guess what, America? The few shooting rampages that you see compared to what happens in, say, Chicago every day, Baltimore every day, those aren't licensed registered guns, those are stolen guns. So all your laws, as far as gun registration and gun ownership, that goes out the window unless you're willing to arrest a guy who's using the things illegally. Exactly. I'm with you. With you know, and one point on the, uh, the why the media is so hard on Trump and not so much on the others, you got to remember, too, that the the, the media is uh, run and owned and controlled by just a few billionaires like Rupert Mur Murdoch to be uh, as, as just one example. And so those guys are for the ones that are part of the establishment, quote, you know. Um, and uh, that's where the billionaires are funneling their money, so they're distributing their money amongst the establishment uh, Republicans, and he's not a part of that, and so they won't be able to control things like they want to with the Trump in control because he can't be bought and controlled, but these other guys can. And so they're using their, their media influence. It's one of the reasons why they you know, buy the media, so that they can shape and mold the public opinion and world in the way in which they want. And um, they're using that clout that they've got through the media to, uh, to try to hammer Trump, you know, unduly. That's why he's Sorry, dominating and, and Sean, social you know, media, because they don't have the handle on social media. That's just people pushing information personally. So he's dominating there. You know, if you look at if you look at if you look at Trump and I don't know what his I guess you would say annual salary is, um, but you look at a typical, you know, congressman, senator, what what is her salary? Something in the like hundred and fifty thousand dollar a year range. Um, they're getting money from somewhere. And it's, it's coming from lobbyists and the backdoor deals. And, yeah, Trump's not going to – Trump doesn't need that. <laughs> so he'll just shut well, the door on yeah, and, That's for life. That's for life. Yeah. And yeah. If, but if Trump, Trump's at, not afraid to, to – to, Trump is not politically correct. And, and I, I enjoy that. I don't that want because, him politically correct at all. I don't want him. Because uh, the moment you become a politically correct, then you're you're part of the uh, the bad system. No, when I when I watched the first debate, the one thing that was really clear was Trump came out there, and it, I don't care what question you asked, he he spoke what was on his mind. He spoke what was in his heart. The rest of those guys, they had the canned, prepared speeches that you're going to hear the same thing on every soundbite from now until election day. Yep, and uh, he's got the killer instinct. 
you know. Uh, one thing I like about it, I followed Trump uh, for a while now, maybe more than 20 years. Uh, you know, uh, I've read his books. I, 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 I like the way he does things. I, I always like to read people that are successful. Um, but, you know, I've known Trump. That's why when he, when he announced his candidacy, I told my wife right away, I said, that's it. No more, no more ifs or buts about it. We're going for Trump. You know? One of the things <laughs> so I, I like that is, to, that's what, and we, we need to wrap this up, guys, but uh, I, I had a post on my social media page, um, and I'll try and put it in the link here somewhere. Oprah, many, many, many years ago, had interviewed Trump, and, she, you know, based on the questions she asked and the answers he gave, she declared him to be sounding presidential. And amazingly, some of the very things that came up in that conversation are the things he's still saying today. He's not, you know, coming up with these things just to, you know, fan out the media and, and you know, be appealing in a certain way. He is the same Trump that he's always been standing for the same things. He's really, you know, he knows himself. He knows his position and he's not going to, you know, veer away from it very easily. It's certainly not just to be politically correct. So, all right, guys, so in, a, in, a, in a nutshell, just give us a wrap up on this. So do you think, do you think, and we'll start with Sean, that Donald Trump can make America great again? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you've got to lead first by example and by what you've done. If you can't uh, if I'm going to be somebody's personal trainer, I better have a good physique. Otherwise, I have no business being their personal trainer. And so he, he's built himself up. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, he started with his dad's real estate business. He did, but he took it to so many different levels, more so than his dad ever did. Today, uh, he brings in $400 million a year uh, in, his, in his income uh, off of his uh, investments. And so uh, he has proven himself to be able to work with all kinds of people and pull deals together and make things happen. So I, I believe that he can make America great again. Joe, you think he can make America great again? Yes, he can make America great again because he's got a killer instinct. Um, you know, if Barack Obama has a killer instinct, I think this guy is like 10 times Barack Obama. He'll kick your butt. Then, you know, I think I'm so sick. I'm so sick about our politician, especially the Republicans that we voted in the last uh, major election. Now that we have the majority in Congress, what did he do? They didn't do nothing. Yeah, which is something we didn't even really know? talk about. The I, fact that the Republicans aren't embracing yeah. him. I meant to do that. So thank you for saying yeah, that, uh, Joe. I, I cannot blame Democrats. I cannot blame Democrats at all because, uh, you know, we know what Democrats are, okay? So, you know, I'm, what I'm really sick and tired about is our people, our Republican Party. Our Republican Party is just, to me, this will be the last time I will vote. And I will probably put my... Uh, my um, my voting card on fire after uh, after Trump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't trust nobody now. I don't trust Marco Rubio, all those people, all stuff. They're just talkers, you know. Uh, I don't trust them. Well, before I get your comment, Dennis, I want to say uh, when when Ron Paul had his ticket in, the Republican Party completely dissed him. They decided as a party that they did not want this rogue who was under the Republican ticket to play fairly. And they just, they decided as a group to, to boycott him. They left him out. I was part of the, the Ron Paul group and they totally wiped him out just as a party. And <clears throat> because they successfully did that with Ron Paul, I think they're thinking they can probably do that again with Trump, but he is going to be a force to be reckoned with. I'm sorry I didn't open that up to the floor because I really want to wrap this up right now. But Dennis, um, throw your bits in. Do you think uh, Donald Trump can make America great again? Yes, because of his business background, his intestinal fortitude, he has uh, he has stuff that other, other people don't have in politics. The other thing I like about him too is, and he hasn't said it, but I know he will, uh, his entire cabinet and staff is going to be made of the best of the best. It, it's going to be the cream of the crop. It's not going to be the Friends Club, and then you're afraid to get rid of them when something goes awry. 
I have a feeling he's going to hold everybody accountable. Uh, and and what, what I really would like to see is, uh, whether it's a Democrat, House and Senate, or Republican, it doesn't matter. I have a feeling that if something doesn't get passed that Trump said he wanted done, he's going to call them out. You're going to see it on national news, why stuff wasn't done. And the media and, and the GOP, man, guys, you better start taking this seriously because <laughs> Trump's not going away. And, and I think if they don't take it seriously, they're going to be looking like fools in the long run. I think the show he did, I don't remember the name of The Apprentice, where he you know, took the best of the best and there was a filter system for that. And then he had them go through a series of tests and then he, whether he liked them or not, he said, you're fired with no problem. I think you're right on that, Dennis. He'll probably take the same strategy and approach. Um, me, I think, you know, we have a bunch of politicians as our options, seasoned politicians as our options. And I'm not saying, you know, some of them don't look good at some level in the Republican group. Um, I, you know, when Carson's another one who's not a true uh, seasoned politician, he's, but at the same time, I, you know, I like him. I have a problem with his vaccination policy, but that's a story for another day. I think of the, of the lot, he is the only one that if he can't do it, I don't know if anybody can. Um, so I'm going to say that I think our, our only hope is that we have a Trump as a president and that he can make America great again. So all right, guys, thank you so much. We had some tech issues at the front of the show. I'm going to edit this out. And um, thank you all for tuning in to Debt Free Wealth Radio. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Sean Hyman, Joe Villanueva, my husband, Dennis Behrman, for uh, being a part of the panel today. Can Trump make America great again? We had our discussion. There's no definitive conclusion for the public. We have our own personal contributions to this conversation. It was a conversation starter for you, the public, to start thinking and hearing what registered Republicans are saying because, you know, at the end of the day, we may or may not vote, uh, you know, along pol uh, party lines. Who knows? Because if Trump goes rogue, who knows what we'll all do at the end of the day. But that's the story for another day. So thank you all for joining in. And... Uh, I'm super simple to find it. Thank you very much.